Hello and welcome to the What and Why podcast. My name is Eunice Garcia and I will be today's host. Those of you who do not know me, I am a senior at the Collegiate School of Memphis. I will be going to college this fall at the University of Chicago, but before I leave to Chicago, I have something very important to tell you guys, and that is why you should take anatomy and physiology. And at the end of this podcast, we will be talking about two reproductive systems. Okay, so why is anatomy and physiology even important? Well, in the beginning of our class, the first thing that we had to do was define what anatomy and physiology actually meant. So let's go ahead and dive right into them. Okay, so anatomy describes the structure of the human body, and physiology is a function of these structures. Okay, so now that you guys have a basic understanding of what anatomy and physiology is, I'm going to give you guys a reason as to why it is important. So having an understanding of both topics not only gives us insight on where things are and what they are made of, but also what they do. For example, an aneurysm is when a patient has a weakening wall in the artery, and the blood increases so much that it causes the vessels to burst. In this case, the structure of the wall affected its job of containing the blood. So... The structure of the wall is the anatomy of this issue, and the function of containing the blood is the physiology of this issue. This understanding plays a large role into why a student should take an AMP course. If a student has an understanding of the body when it is healthy, they will be able to understand why their doctors recommend them certain medications when they encounter some sort of organ failure, whether it is a minor or major issue. More importantly, if you are seeking a job in the medical field, this course will really set you up for success for clinical trials and other science classes in college. In the future, you'll have to know how to identify what organ is failing and why its structure is affecting its ability to perform properly. Similarly, your patient will want to know what is going on in their body, and you'll have to know this material well enough to the point you can explain it in a way they can understand. And for any of my future nurses out there, did you know that you'll be taking a college-level anatomy and physiology class? This is definitely going to set you up for success. In the next half of this podcast, we're going to be talking about the reproductive and male reproductive system. Um, And I think the information that I learned throughout this unit plays a large role into this next reason as to why you should take an AMP course. Um, As a female who was raised in a very conservative Hispanic household, we were really never taught about um, sex ed. Um, And so having the knowledge about your inner workings, um, especially in the aspect of your own reproductive system, is something that's honestly very liberating, very powerful. um, And it allows you to kind of advocate for yourself, uh, for whether that's your reproductive rights or your right to have um, anti-contraceptives. And I think that's um, applicable to both boys and girls, but especially girls. Uh, but overall, what I'm trying to say is that taking an AMP course is kind of like a sciencey way of getting your self-care in. I know we advocate about taking time to meditate and getting our nails done, um, etc. But I think if you have an, if you have a human body, you should know what it does and you should know how to take care of it and how to listen to it and what to do when something is wrong.
Okay, guys, so that's kind of my own spill on why I think you should take an anatomy and physiology course. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of other reasons why you should take them, but that's kind of what I got from my time in Mr. Sieber's class. Um, and now I want to share some insight on two reproductive systems, which there are only two, male and female. I'm not sure why I made it a point to define two. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead and get into that. Instead of directly teaching you guys about the two reproductive systems, we're going to play a little true or false game. I'll give you guys a word and a definition, and you'll think to yourself whether this is true or false. All words and definitions will be coming from both reproductive systems. At the end, I honestly think you'll be surprised at how little or how much more information there is about both reproductive systems. Okay, and we will first begin with the female reproductive um, system to avoid any confusion. True or false, the clitoris is composed of erectile tissue that will fill up with blood during sexual arousal or stimulation. So this is actually true. True or false, the vagina runs outside of the body up to the bladder. So this is actually false. This would be the urethra. Remember that the bladder is connected to the kidneys via two ureters. And this kind of goes into our urinary system. True or false? The uterus is the site of ognesis, which is a process of development of an egg cell to get ready for fertilization. This is completely false. So the ovaries is where this process happens. And basically the egg develops to get ready for fertilization. The oocytes or the developing um, egg cells undergo meiosis where they reduce from 46 chromosomes to 23. And during fertilization, the 23 chromosomes come from the egg and sperm to develop the zygote. Remember that the process of releasing an egg from an ovary is ovulation. The egg travels through the fallopian tube and if sexual intercourse happens and sperm cells enter the uterus, they will fertilize the egg while it is in the fallopian tube and it will start splitting into other cells and it will attach to the endometrium where it is going to get nutrients from the mother's bloodstream. If the egg is not fertilized, then it will just break down and come out during menstruation. The uterus is actually the site of development of an embryo and then a fetus. And while we won't go into detail of these specific um, parts of the uterus, it does include the fundus, the body, and the cervix. Okay, true or false? The endometrium is what extends outside of the uterus on both sides. So this is also false. Like I said earlier, um, these would be the fallopian tubes. And remember that this is where the egg cell um, travels through um, and it's where the sperm cell gets a chance to fertilize the egg. Now, the endometrium is the inside lining of the uterus and it basically um, helps nourish an embryo, an embryo if pregnancy occurs. True or false? The greater vestibular glands produce mucus to lubricate the vagina. So this is true. True or false? 
The vagina extends from the outside of the body to the uterus and is composed of elastic tissue which can extend. So this is also true. Basically, the vagina has two main functions. It provides a passageway for blood and mucosal tissue from the uterus during a woman's monthly period, and it also holds the sperm until they pass into the uterus. Well, there's also one more important function. It provides a passageway for childbirth. True or false? The fornax is the most posterior and inferior part that connects to the vagina. This is false. The cervix is the most posterior and inferior part that connects the vagina. And just to clarify, inferior means low or lower in position and posterior means further back in position. The cervix also has another function. It kind of acts as the door to the uterus which sperm can travel through to fertilize eggs. And fun fact, it also helps keep unhealthy things out of your body like tampons and bath water. The fornix is actually the U-shaped part in the vagina. Thank you guys so much for joining me on that little true or false game for the female reproductive system. Um, I want to go over the outer region of the female reproductive system, but this is uh, more technical, so I'll just kind of share this information with you guys. So the labia majora is the outer skin fold, um, and it's usually smooth and hairless. The labia minora is the inferior skin fold, which is often covered with hair. Clitoris is the most anterior part. Um, an anterior part just means in front of, um, and the urethra is, a, is posterior to the clitoris, and the vagina is posterior to the urethra, and the anus is posterior to the vagina. So that just kind of goes over the location and um, anatomy or structure of the female reproductive system, um, specifically on the outer region of the female reproductive system. And um, what I just went over is called the vulva, um, and in, again, it's just the entire outer region of the female reproductive system. Okay guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in for that. Um, now we're going to talk about the male reproductive system, um, and we'll kind of do like a similar thing uh, for the true or false game. So, true or false, the scrotum is the primary sex organ in the male reproductive system and the site of spermatogenesis. This is completely false. Um, the correct answer is the testes. So, the testes are the primary sex organ in the male reproductive system and the site of spermatogenesis. The spermicides undergo meiosis whenever fertilization occurs. Kind of like ovulation. So the 23 chromosomes come from the egg and the sperm cells for the new zygote. And remember that the spermocytes or the um, developing sperm cells will travel through the seminiferous tubules, that was a mouthful, to develop into mature sperm cells. The scrotum is a patch of skin that helps regulate the temperature of the testes to maximize sperm cell production. Um, something that I found really interesting throughout this um, course was that the structure almost always affected the function. So um, if you guys look at images, the scrotum is literally just a patch of skin. Like you would probably think like, why do you guys have that? Like, why is that even necessary? Well, it really does have a function and it's just to regulate temperature to maximize sperm cell production. So yeah. And I'm now just realizing I didn't say this earlier, but testes also produce testosterone, which is the primary sex hormone. Um, and before we go any further, I guess it would be helpful to also talk about the structure of the sperm cell. 
So the sperm still has a head where it includes the nucleus or genetic material, um, aka those chromosomes. It also has a mitochondria, which provides the energy it needs to um, travel through the female reproductive system. And um, the tail or coil will help itself travel again through the female reproductive system. So this is another instance where the structure of something really affects its um, ability to function. True or false? The vas deferens is a tube in which the sperm cells will continue to travel and mature and develop. Okay, so this is actually false. The epididymis is um, attached to the testes, and it's kind of like a little tube. And basically, the sperm cells will travel here to continue maturing and developing. The vas deferens is actually a long muscular tube that travels from the epididymis into the pelvic cavity to just behind the bladder. The vas deferens transports mature sperm to the urethra and preparation for ejaculation. True or false, the seminal vesicle produces some of the fluid that the sperm travels through during ejaculation. This is actually true. And there's another structure that is also um, similar to the seminal vesicle, which would be the prostate gland, except that it secretes some of the fluid of the semen that the sperm travels through. It doesn't produce it, but it does um, contain it. True or false, the Cowper's gland is inferior to the prostate gland and secretes part of the fluid that contains semen. You might be thinking, there's no way that there are so many structures that contain this little fluid. No, it's actually very much true. Um, the Cowper's gland is another structure that contains semen. And just like in the female reproductive system, there is information that is a bit more technical, so I'll just go ahead and get into that. So the urethra extends through the shaft of the penis to the outside of the penis. Um, it's just like a big long tube. And the sperm travels through the shaft of the penis, obviously, for ejaculation. Um, and the end of the penis is called the glans penis. And um, some guys have foreskin, but it really has no purpose. A lot of guys remove it. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope that you guys learned a little bit about what anatomy and physiology is about. And just to reiterate, um, the central theme of this class is to focus on the function and the structure of specific organs throughout your body and how they go hand in hand. Um, while you're watching videos and taking notes, make sure to keep that in mind because over the course of this class, you're going to notice that that's really what everything else is about. Peace out, Girl Scouts.